0: Welcome to Manny Talks. My name is Manny De La Cruz, and I am thrilled that you have taken some time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I am definitely looking forward to you providing your feedback. If you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, look, you have the power to leave your comments in the form of actual written comments and this way folks that are trying to find this information or who happen to stumble across this podcast can read firsthand what you think about this podcast if you're listening in some other platform you can always either send me a voice message through the uh, anchor link that's provided as part of the show notes or look I promote this uh, podcast on Instagram LinkedIn Facebook uh, you name it it's out there Twitter And so if you happen to have stumbled across this podcast because of one of those posts, do me a huge favor, go back to that posting and leave your comments. Same thing, look, this is done out of a desire to help folks like yourself navigate your STEM careers, whether it's as a student or whether a co-op intern or even as a young professional. And even if you stumbled upon this as a business or a computer science major, look, a lot of this information pertains to you as well. And I would be more than thrilled to, uh, to help you out with any questions and concerns that you might have. These conversations, when folks hear about this project and they decide to either provide their stories and, and, uh, and be a guest on the show, they do it because they also want to help you. So look, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for pressing play. And I hope that you get as much out of this conversation as I got out of making it. Thank you. It is time for this week's shout-outs. If you want to be featured as a shout-out on this show, make sure you post something interesting. Follow Manny Talks on Instagram. I'll go ahead and look through my posts. Also, follow me on LinkedIn. And whatever catches my attention, that's what we'll give a shout-out to. Now for today's shout-outs. Congratulations to Daniel Voltero for having received the recognition that you deserve from your alma mater UCF. It was great to see you get that uh, award in the presence of your wife. And as the awards say, being part of the Hall of Game, my brother. Congratulations. Keep at it. Another shout out for this week goes out to the Lobos of Region 5 from SHIP uh, and the more specifically the SHIP LSU chapter that's going to be hosting rldc region 5 in baton rouge louisiana this coming week i look forward to being there and i am thrilled that i get to have the honor of speaking at one of the workshops looking forward to seeing those tigers and going back to baton rouge which is always great to me and really did become my second home while i was there and another shout out to the ucsb maya ship chapter for posting that awesome story on the asada fries hack. Uh, Great uh, for you to share your culinary skills. And last shout out for this week goes to Dean Alakubaj for representing the College of Engineering at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley and battling it out against other colleges. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's February 13th. You're probably knee deep in action. And I wish you all the best. Look forward to see what you did. And those are the spotlights for this week. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Manny Talks. As always, this is Manny de la Cruz. And and today I have I, I tried to get creative now. I think maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. And I thought, hey, it is February. Why don't we kind of have some sort of Valentine's themed uh, uh conversation? And then I said, No, I'm not that cool. But I did think it would be uh correct, maybe or applicable to kind of have a discussion about uh relationships. So I have the pleasure of having with me today. Miguel and Natalie and I'm going to go ahead and uh first of all guys thanks for making yourself available all the way from California. You guys are like my third Californians in a row I think. So how you guys doing tonight?
1: Fantastic. Thanks
0: for having us. Yeah. So so look, we're going to kind of jump right into it the way I always do and why don't you guys go ahead and I'll let y'all decide who goes first. This is going to be the first uh the first couples test just kidding. Y'all decide who goes first but just introduce yourself.
2: Right, I guess I'll start. So, my name is Natalie. I'm originally from Orange County. Um, I'm a first generation college graduate. Um, my parents both are from Mexico. They're actually both from the same town in Mexico, but they met here during a kind of a festival that they we're having to raise money for the capilla back in Mexico. And um, yeah, they kind of raised me with the intent of having me go to college. They're very they have always pushed for me to like uh, get a career. That's what they always dreamed for us. So since I was young, they always let me know, it's like, "Yo, you're going to go to school. That way you can do something you want. That way you can wake up every morning and actually want to go to work since that's going to be a big part of your life. And from there, since an early age, they were very involved in my education. Um, even though my mom only made it to the ninth grade and my dad was um, the only one to graduate high school here in the U.S. out of his six siblings, um, even though he came when he was six or seven years old. Um, they knew the importance of an education, so they really uh, pushed me to do it. And But they were very positive, very supportive, never made me feel um, that I was being pressured. It was more of a, this is going to make you be happy later on. And um, through my education, I saw that, or I realized that I did have, more interest in the sciences, and slowly I made my way um, trying to figure out what that meant for me. I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure since I was didn't really have that many people to look up to in the realm of like going to school and um, higher education, what jobs could be provided. So I was stumbling my way through. I decided environmental science, hmm. and when I got to college and discovered other opportunities, I actually pursued um, chemistry. And I fell in love with it, um, and that's where I actually met Miguel. And together with Mayas, I was able to pursue it just because it was a very hard um, curriculum, and um, trying to uh, pursue that degree was very confusing, even within the college, and knowing all the opportunities that even that provided me. Yeah. But with a lot of guidance from mentors, I was able to find my path.
0: That's awesome. So let's back up. And I want to and I'm going to take you back a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you talked about your parents and you talked about, hey, your dad did graduate from high school here, you said. And yes. your mom graduated uh, from what grade? Tell me again.
2: Um, She actually went to school in um Mexico and okay. she came to the U.S. at 15, 16. Okay. And she didn't finish her education
0: okay. there. So, so, mm-hmm. so that one finished high school, the other one didn't. What did they do for work? Like, what was it? What was it? What were they? How did they put food on the table?
2: Uh, so, my dad was very fortunate. He actually got, uh, when I was around five, he got a job for the city. He worked for the sanitation department in Orange County.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: my mom, she worked a bit when I was younger, but for the most part, she was a stay-at-home mom.
0: Okay. All right. And then you mm-hmm. said, hey, you got all the way to Mayas, and Miguel swooped you off your feet. We'll get to that in yeah. more detail. <laughs> That's
2: what happened,
3: yeah. And
0: hey, episode over. Great. Miguel's a stud. No. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let uh let's let uh Miguel catch up. Why don't you tell us your story, Miguel? Start telling us what you wh- who you are.
1: Sure. So uh my name is Miguel Sanchez. Um I currently work for Chevron as a lead process engineer. Um I went to UC Irvine, that's where I met an athlete. Uh but let me start off start a lot earlier than that. So I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Um I really never lived outside of Southern California my whole life. Uh I was. I'm also a first generation uh, college student. Uh, my my parents both came here from Mexico, and they were already uh, close to adulthood. My mom came from a small pueblo in Zacatecas, and my dad came from Guadalajara, Jalisco. Um, already when he was, he was I think uh, already an adult. Um, both of them, they they actually met, understanding that the the, the the benefit of having an education they actually met in night school as they were finishing their g e d, and so that that whole idea of getting an education uh to move forward has always been a very prevalent thing in my family mm-hmm. so a lot of of what they raised us on was to hey, make sure you go go to school, make sure you pay attention, make sure you get good grades um, really pushing us to do the very best we could in school so that we didn't have to be. Um, you know, doing labor type jobs for our whole lives.
0: So both of you, and and I just want to kind of, it's curious, not curious, but I I hear this, it's the same for me, right? Like my parents said, Hey, go to school, pay attention, get good grades, have a better future than me. And I, and it's the same story that I hear others share, but I always like to pick a little different just because I think it's, Interesting to hear the of the experiences. So, do you guys? And this is obviously a hindsight comment, unless you specifically talked about it with your parents. But when your parents would tell you that, was there more to it? Like, did they drive you and say, "Hey, go look into business, go look into engineering, go look into law," or was it just like, "Hey, more like we hear that if you go to school, you'll do better than us. Therefore, go." Do you guys have have, have you ever thought about that or know where where they were coming from?
2: Eh. For me, it was more of the latter. Um, I actually have always been uh, trying to gauge how much they would support me in any decision. So I would tell them, like, hey, what if I went into photography? What if I decided to be a writer? Um, Just kind of putting my options out there and being, what if I decided to do this? In their perspective, they just wanted me to, they've always been in the mindset of, Whatever you join, do 100%. We know that the path of education is going to help you succeed. So do it that way. That way you'll have more resources to actually achieve more. Like my dad, the biggest thing, like something that I always stuck with me is that um, if you go work at McDonald's and there's no one there, get a ride and start cleaning the tables because there's always something more to do. So that kind of mindset has always been very strong in how they wanted to raise us. So when it came to education, they said that that was the way to kind of push us and give us a little bit more of a, a path to actually achieve our goals.
0: Okay. How about you, Miguel? What was it like for you?
1: And I, I think it's more of the latter for me as well. Um, a lot of it just came from, hey, you know, there's a lot more opportunities if you go to school. I'm not telling you what you need to do, but having an education, Already sets you apart from those who, you know, don't, right? Um, but as it is, even even my dad, as we were growing up, um, he actually joined an electrician's. Uh, he got he's, he got a certificate, and he's an electrician now. But he started going back to school when he was forty five, and he he actually went to school at the same time that I went to college. Oh, it was really, that's actually kind of cool. Thinking that you know, he he continuously wants to improve, learn more, um, do better for himself. Um, that being said though, so, um, my, my brother's an engineer also, Older uh, brother? I didn't, I didn't initially go into college to be an engineer. I wanted to be a doctor because that's what I knew made money. Okay. Um, <laughs> and my sister's a, a musician. So i mean that, that kind of goes to show that my, my parents really, really supported us in, in whatever we studied. And, and and kind of the same as as Natalie's parents, as long as what you go into, you know, lechal so ganas, you give a hundred percent. Yeah, um, that that's really what it's all about.
0: So your siblings, the one that's an engineer and the one, that are these older siblings?
1: Uh so my brother is two years older than me, okay. and my sister is a year younger than me.
0: Oh, okay. So the sister saw two engineers and was like, "Forget that."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that noise. We, we don't need to do. That. <laughs>
0: that's awesome so your brother being a couple years ahead of you so he you guys also uh were, did y'all go to school all at the same time like you your brother and your dad
1: uh yeah and, and my sister as well oh, she, yeah. she was only, She's only a year so yeah.
0: the whole family was going to school that's pretty awesome <laughs> pretty that's, much yep that's pretty <laughs> awesome so miguel at some point you start uh you, you get into Myas as well so let's let's kind of turn a corner and let's talk about that why don't you each tell me what your 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 Maya story is?
1: Uh, so, mine actually started, there, there were a couple clubs that I joined before I joined Maya's uh, as the the one that I kind of stuck with. Um, my very first year, when I first got into college, I, I was a biology major, and um, we were starting up this club uh, called SacNas because my brother had, been, he was the president of his SacNas chapter over at UC Santa Barbara, I had already heard about it, and one of my friends from school helped me get into into it. Got onto the board. Needless to say, we uh, we kind of dwindled down and kind of died in the first year. And but what it did leave me with was this feeling of, hey, it was really cool to work as a team. It was really cool to try to to come up with useful events for students. I need to find another organization that can fulfill that need. That's when I stumbled upon Myers. Um, one of my friends from my physics class is like, hey, you know um there's there's this group they have free tacos on tuesdays (laughs) um they don't really do much we watch like cool youtube videos so you should you should come by let's go let's go check it out and at this point you had
0: you had made the switch or or you went to do engineering or you did engineering from the beginning
1: Uh, no i i I did i I was a biology major for two quarters before i switched into engineering okay a a big reason why i didn't do engineering (laughs) actually was because my brother was doing engineering I was like, I don't want to do the same thing as him. I'll, I've always been in the shadow, so ah. <laughs> Try,
0: trying to get
1: out of that. That's a
0: di- that's a whole different show, Miguel. We're talking related. <laughs> Hey, man, Yeah,
1: I still feel like I did the the most opposite side of engineering that he did. He's a computer engineer. I'm a chemical engineer, so I did enough to where we don't understand what each other's doing. <laughs>
0: okay. So when you were doing SOCNAS, right? So I understand SOCNAS, right? It's uh, it's a it's an organization that really highly promotes right. Uh, Post grad, right? More so than going into industry, and it also attracts a lot of other actual. I guess I'll say the other portion of STEM that isn't engineering, right? A lot of science specifically. Yep. Okay, that yep. that's what you guys—that's where your head was at at the time. That's where my head
1: was at at the time. Okay. Um, at the time when I joined Maya's, it was really really small. It was probably only like ten people. Mm-hmm. But then, as I started going to their meetings and you know getting really getting to know a lot of the the other folks in there. Um, we started really creating a bond. Um, We also were all associated with this um, on-campus program called CAMP. It's part of the the Lewis Coates National Program. Mm -hmm. And so through Mayas, getting on board for that, and also recruiting at our CAMP office, we started really, really growing our organization Um, within that first year. We went from like 10 to 60, and then Once I got to my junior year, I became president of Mayas. Um,
2: And I think that's where I kind of take over for the Mayas part. So when he entered his presidency, he was actually um, the uh, summer mentor for the camp program, which he did and then I did two years later. Um, So this is like a program that's three weeks long and it's uh, the summer going into uh, your first year of college.
1: Yeah, the, the whole purpose of this, this summer program that the school puts on is to pr- help prepare you for STEM careers if you're an underrepresented minority that comes from a, a low socioeconomic background. Okay.
2: So I joined it. And so technically, I met Miguel the first day I stepped on campus at UCI. All
0: right. 11%. <laughs> Look at it. And <laughs> that's all she wrote. She's yeah, like, not quiet, well, but okay.
2: <laughs> not quite, not there. Yeah, I was very new. Everything was so new. <laughs> But basically, during that summer program, um, Miguel was very helpful. He mentored some of the guy, um, the guy dorm, basically, and I met a lot of good friends there. But what Miguel did during those three weeks was basically brainwash 43 students to join his club.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, so that's <laughs> how I joined Maya's. I was Maya's Go Green from the beginning. So before even going into my first day of class, I was already signed up for um, the conference. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, so so she yeah. she went to the Oakland symposium uh not knowing what this organization really was, yeah. coming out of that summer program. She and uh, four other freshman students. Yeah.
0: Hey, look, and that's not a very uncommon story, right? Where people are like yeah. attracted to the food, right? Yeah. First and foremost. <laughs> and then they're attracted to the friends and the fellowship and and yeah. they're doing something science, and then they're like, So what is this whole conference thing about? So I mean, I, yeah. I guess there's a part, you know, When whenever we're talking about getting conference ready, we're still I'm still not surprised every year when I meet those people that are just like, look, I I'm not really prepared, but I love the organization. I'm like, well, it's a place to start. You know, let's let's uh, yeah. fill it, yeah. let, let's kind of fill in the gaps, though. So, Natalie, and at this point, you're doing you're doing engineering as well.
2: No, I was no. actually environmental science at
0: that point. You're doing environment. OK, yeah, that's right. You're doing environmental science from the from the from the get go. And then let let's start fast forwarding a little bit, right? So that's where you guys okay. met, right? Yeah. And did you yeah. guys uh, did you guys date in college?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: So actually, tomorrow, February twelfth, is our nine year dating anniversary. Nine years
0: yes. of dating.
1: We we got married three years ago, but yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah no, I know. I was, yeah, I, was so, I was just uh, like we were t-
2: eighteen, so during that freshman year, basically, um. I liked him, and I met him in July, and I told him I liked him February third. So it was a couple months in. and I was like, "Hey." There
0: you
2: go. I've always been pretty straightforward about what I feel. Hey, that
0: works. So let's start. Um, let, let, let's start uh, talking about that, right? So, yeah. And one thing that I kind of wanted to explore is what was. Uh, and I don't want to be. Let's not go to the negative. Let's talk about the positives first. What was okay. what, what were some of the positives of like dating somebody that was doing a STEM degree as well?
1: So I, I I think a lot of it was just we had a very we had a similar background to where we could understand each other. Yes, um, I could understand you know from her, where where her family came from in Mexico and why they moved to the U.S. Um, just the the backgrounds were were very. Similar that I think that gave us a lot of really good ground mm-hmm. to start off on. Yeah. Um, it gave us a lot of very similar types of values, and I think just also being associated with a lot of the same types of interests and clubs, we just got a chance to be around each other a lot. Cool. Yeah,
2: and being in the STEM together, uh, especially since he did chemical engineering and I did chemistry, um, I think... Uh, we understood how challenging the classes could be. So we are very patient with each other when it came to our schedules. And honestly, being in STEM, we have a certain sense of humor that's very similar and interest when it comes to like getting into the nitty gritty of why things work.
3: Yeah.
2: Just everyday life, like well, how does this work when it comes back to our background? We both, I don't even realize until we're with other people that are not in a similar field, how often we kind of, dive into small topics of how something's function when it comes to like chemistry or energy wise, which I think is really fun and engages both of us since we have that passion.
0: Yeah. It certainly helps when you're not talking past each other, but you kind of mentioned something there that, I, that, that you, you said it so subtly, like we were just, we were just patient with each other. Like, and, and, and you make it sound like it just happened naturally. I would suspect that that took some uh, calibration, some work to get to the point where you were, where you were able to juggle, you know, the, the priorities and things like that? Was there, was that something that y'all had to get accustomed to, or was it really something that y'all just jumped into?
2: I think it was a lot of communication. So with my family, that's like a big thing. Communication was also always key. So from the beginning, just being open about what the expectations were, were always very helpful. So we had our schedules pretty open, laid out, like on the Google calendars, like these are my times of classes. Um, uh, these are when I have tests. And that kind of just helped us know what the other person was doing and kind of understand why some days were like more stressful and like when we just needed like very supportive, especially after Miguel graduates since he is two years older than me. Mm-hmm. At that point, even though he was further away, we'd still see each other about every other weekend. And even when he came to visit me, because of my class schedule and the midterms, uh, everything was very demanding. He would still come out and just study with me. So that kind of understanding, like even though he would spend their weekends and he didn't need to study, he was there supporting me.
0: Yeah. And Miguel, how mm-hmm. about for you? Were you that disciplined from the get-go? Um,
1: I think a lot of it. Was I think I think so, because I, I think my schedule at the time was probably more demanding. I think when we first started dating, uh, I, I joke about how it was probably the worst time to start dating someone. <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was a very busy time of my life. I, I was uh, doing a full load of classes. Um, I, I was working. I was mentoring. I was the president of Maya's. I had some conferences that I went to. Um all of that really lent itself to not having very much time outside of academics and, and, and work in and Mayas. but I, I think Natalie, Natalie was really taught me to be patient and accommodating and, and because she offered me that, that kind of same type of patience um, as you know as where we were with, with our lives at the time. Yeah. Um I think I think it was a, a a bigger learning process for me once I started working it it was it was a it was a different transition because I, I'd go I'd go over and I'd visit her on the weekends and and we'd spend a couple of days together um just like hanging out but then a lot of the time was you know me getting there and she would have to go to class or she'd go study and then I'd just kind of wait around I don't even remember what I would do
2: you always did. You still had Mayas, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. Never mind. I, I went to with the Mayas people.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was in school and it wasn't Natalie, it was Mayas. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: There, yeah, there, there were two big things in my life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's always been consistently... Me and my
0: <laughs> no, so that I mean, and obviously, you guys were successful at it because I mean, at some point y'all get married, but we're not going to fast forward that fast yet. Yeah. So, like in in in, yeah. in, in, uh, in uh, maybe a hindsight comment, do you guys recall seeing other people that tried dating and doing a STEM degree and maybe failed at it? Did y'all ever see that?
1: I, I think quite a there are a lot of successes and there are a lot of yeah. Not being able to juggle
0: both. Yeah, so I kind of want to. I guess I'm more like I want to get your. <laughs> I know this is opinion, right? And some yeah. of this is like I'm, I'm trying to think of the person that's listening that you know is trying to juggle right dating and and doing STEM and and yes, this 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 entire you know podcast is geared towards STEM. But in reality, is anybody going to school right or doing something yeah. like that in right. dating? And, like, we heard what worked for y'all, and it sounded like, and it's like relationship success 101, like communication, understanding what the priorities are. So like, in your opinion, when it doesn't work, uh, why doesn't it work?
1: I, I think a lot of it comes down to setting reasonable and clear expectations of what your time actually looks like. I think if you have a partner that understands you, your priorities, your schedule, and can help work around that and make you better instead of, you know, chastising you for for not spending enough time or or, or, or the other way more.
2: or there's the other one where
1: some people think they're too busy
2: and discount the feelings of the other person and not being there for them even though in their eyes they're not as busy as they are with everything they have going on. I think that can be very hard when you assume that you're the busiest
3: ah.
0: and
2: discount everybody's anybody else's um, time.
0: Yeah, like oh, when because you start, that can be when
2: you... you don't. Yeah, you don't understand. You mm-hmm. might not. You're assuming that your time is much more,
0: more valuable. Yeah, more right. mm-hmm. yeah, that's very dangerous territory. And we'll, we're, we're going to mm-hmm. dive into that more when we get into managing the dual career. So hold on to that because <laughs> I, I think that that it becomes even more prevalent when you start uh, getting into different uh life stages for sure like is there any like you know things that y'all stuck to and and committed to you know having a date night or something like that or was it really just let's just get through school
1: um so i think when we were in school was a little different i think a lot of it was a lot more intermingled we we spent as much time as we could together when we weren't in class work or, or or doing something else um honestly Natalie just started tagging along with me for all the Maya stuff that that I needed to do while while I was president, yeah, um
2: just at the time, a lot of it was getting together, so kind of in that time and that was how we spent the first two years of dating,
1: yeah, I was really identifying things that we could do together that we could just be next to each other, but not necessarily. Yeah. Have to be doing the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, going to was gonna be studying my yeah. books, and I was going to be studying her books. So. Yeah.
2: And at the time, we were still college st- students. So, um, going out, it was still not easy since we didn't have money at the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, we were poor. Yeah.
3: So,
0: yeah, you're like, like,
2: we had our jobs, we were... but it was mostly to go out to eat, but we couldn't go to many places in Orange County for That's that. Funny.
0: You're like, hey, man, <laughs> yeah. the wallet like, took care of that. Keep sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just that, that sometimes the economics just take care of everything, and there you go. That's another yeah. that's another life uh, lesson there. So now yeah. you, you you did because you were vice president, right, at one yeah. point within Mayas. Yeah. Was that after Miguel graduated?
2: Yeah, that was my. Um, so I had a position on Myers my second, third, and fourth year. Okay. But my fourth year, that's when I was vice president of Mayas, and Miguel had already been graduated two years.
0: Okay. So somewhere in there, uh, did you guys do internships? Did you guys have to r- learn how to deal with spending uh, time, like literally, not close to each other? Uh, while y'all were in school, or no?
1: So that was the uh, that was the, the kind of fortunate thing. So kind of going back to the Oakland symposium, I actually interviewed with your company yeah. and got the internship with your company. Fortunately was placed in torrance california i didn't really go very far okay yeah um and that's kind of that was kind of like the first transition of okay we're not both in school together we can't spend like the days of the week together yeah but what we started doing there kind of how our relationship shifted is we'd make time to go out on the weekends and almost every weekend we would go out at least Go out somewhere, have something to eat, some something at a mm-hmm. new restaurant. You know, go watch a movie. Be able to actually now now that I had an internship and I had a little bit more money, we could actually go out and enjoy a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. See, there you go. Back to the economics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> M- mon- money means some.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So then let's let's fast forward just a little bit, right? So Miguel, you yeah. graduate. You graduate mm-hmm. as a chemical engineer.
1: Go through my senior year around the
0: fall quarter.
1: So UC Irvine is, is a quarter system. Around the fall quarter timeframe, the end of it, I'm going through all my different interviews for all the different companies. I decide to work for Chevron. So the very nice part about that is that I had two quarters left of school and I already knew I had a job. Not, not to say that, that I could go have more fun, but it, it was a lot less nerve-wracking
0: trying to balance school and trying to find a job. Oh, that is awesome. When you like... You have that weight lifted off, so all you have to focus is finishing school and not necessarily making fall or spring career fair. It's a, it's a beautiful place to be at.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> then I graduated. That was June 2013. My my brother, who was two years older than me, he was really pushing me to, hey, take as much time off as you can. You're never going to have another vacation like this. So uh, in between that summer, I took four months off before I started working. Traveled a bit, did a a whole West Coast trip for three weeks, went out to Australia and New Zealand with my brother. Yeah, and just really, really made the most of it uh, until I started, until I started working. Come, what was it? September 2013. That's when, that's when I started working at Chevron here in El Segundo in Los Angeles. And I've, I've pretty much been there ever since. Um, I started as a process engineer in in our central group, where I just did some some projects and relief system work. And then eventually went to a plant support engineering role. Did a stint in the process safety management uh, department. Went back to process engineering to a uh, higher complexity, higher complexity technology. And now I'm a lead process engineer where I have my own team of engineers that. that provide support for a part of our refinery.
0: So at the time when you were going to school, I know you're a chemical engineer. And, and so did you know that that's what you kind of wanted to do was to work in oil and gas, the energy industry, or were you looking at other things?
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll be very honest up until my junior year. And when I went to the Oakland symposium, I had no idea about oil and gas. Um, I had been doing cancer cell bio research for three years at that time. And all I knew at the time was I don't want to go into academia. I think I, I had been doing research for long enough to know that I didn't think going to, to get my PhD in the science would be fulfilling for me or fun for me. So I was pretty open to really trying out anything else. So I, I my, my top couple of industries were like pharmaceuticals, oil and gas. Um, Kind of want to do something in like renewables, but really, I I didn't have too much of a
0: of a strong desire to
1: do one particular thing.
0: And look, and just so, be, and we're going to get back to the topic, but you know, it's oil and gas. That's where I work into. So I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions, and we'll get back to the important stuff. So tell us, right, sure. you're, you're you're working inside of a plant. What uh, like your current role right now? What does what does that look like? What does a day in the life for Miguel look like?
1: So a lot of it is, um, I go in and at the lead of our process engineering um, division, I have a I have five direct reports. Um, we take a look at, hey, okay, what's what's going on in the day to day? Where can my engineers help, either optimize or, you know, give help or some support on a project? Um, so first it's first it's taking care of what's happening day to day. What's the most urgent stuff? Secondarily, what are what are some stuff that we can help folks plan with? What kind of projections can we put together to help in the medium term? So now for the next two two weeks to a month, and then um, helping manage uh, resourcing for longer term projects. On hey, you know this project's going to go in in six months, and we need uh, some engineers to put some process conditions together for this. Um, for me, it's it's taking in all of this information from all of our dis- different customers or stakeholders and helping my engineers prioritize their lists to say, um, this is most important, this is most important, this is most important. This can get kicked off till next week and, and re- really giving, giving us a clear set of deliverables of stuff we're going to do that week. Um, it, it all comes back down to organization, communication and really setting expectations where they should be. Yeah. to make sure that the team is looking productive, the team is getting to what what we need to where we need to be and and we we are viewed as that resource for our
0: division. Okay, look, and I'm I'm resisting the urge to get into a drawn out <laughs> discussion about life in oil and gas, so we're going to have to invite you back and we'll we'll pick that one apart <laughs> along with hey, uh, we, we, with it. We I know we could because we can have just, I mean, uh, anyways, look, you're about to get me started, but let's go back, Natalie. So while Miguel's over there, you know, he graduated, he's starting to get his feet wet in in, at Chevron. You're still in school, right? Let's pick up from there and let's talk about graduation and then kind of what you're doing now as a professional.
2: During my four years, I did multiple types of research. So when I started, I did um, malaria research. So I worked with like mosquitoes and trying to determine uh, if we can have them lay their eggs in certain locations and to kind of investigate what larvae we're attracted to. That way we can um, kind of tackle the crisis they have in Africa. So if we can concentrate the mosquitoes and the larvae in certain locations and either uh, neutralize them or make them uh, infertile, then we can reduce the amount of malaria being transmitted by these mosquitoes. Um, So I did that for about a year, then I did biofuels research. Um, It was just more of a kind of coming up with a way to extract um, biofuels from algae and it was more of an extraction so I came up with like a protocol to help uh, the lead uh, person in charge of the project kind of know, uh, start investigating how that would be possible. Um, I only did that for a couple months since that project didn't have too much funding and there were need of lab space. And at that point, um, I decided to try to look for other opportunities. And that's when I got really lucky and started doing inorganic research. I entered that my third year and I really loved it. It was synthesizing um, synthesizing molecules with uh, inorganic metals and um, had very good mentors. It was very fun to be in the lab setting. However, by my fourth year, I kind of realized that I wasn't sure if the grad life was um, for me. Just seeing how how the grad the grad students they were very dedicated, but they weekends were. Focused on the research, and I kind of just wanted to step away. And at the time, since I had done so many different projects, and I did enjoy them, I didn't have a specific passion to pursue one of them. So at that point, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to try to go into industry. At that point, I wasn't too sure where I wanted to go, so I used my aunt, um, my school's resource to try to find a job, and I started applying my senior year for multiple different different types of internships or job opportunities. And in May, my senior year, I got um, an opportunity at my first company. So it's called Glaucoz. It's a glaucoma therapy medical device company. So they created a stent, which is a very small device that's like um, a very small diameter. And it's like the size of one line of your finger to the next. It's like, I don't know, it's very micro, almost microscopic. And basically inside this device, there is a drug. That helps those that have glaucoma. Uh, when it's surgically implanted it into the eye, there's a membrane that stops it from eluding out completely, but it releases it slowly over time and it helps glaucoma patients have their fluid circulate in their eye um, and basically just help the patients. I got lucky to be in the research and um, development, and I worked as an intern for six months and then got hired on full time. I was there for another two years. So it was still, and, that
0: was that was a like a, a very much like it wasn't a lab for you at school or was it different?
2: It was a bit different because the expectation was uh, a little bit with a uh, you had to use your knowledge and kind of do more of the investigation yourself. When I was in school, I had a lot of guidance from my grad students, and I did have mentors on my job, and they were amazing. But they would provide me the resources and. They, I would have to kind of investigate whether it was reading papers and just kind of trial and error. Okay. Um. But it was a really good learning curve. I didn't realize how much I learned from it until I joined my new group, my new, my new company. Um. I now work at a company called Polypeptide. It's um where we make polypeptide. We make peptides. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, it's a production company that uh, manufacturer for different amounts of drugs. And we work with a variety of different customers to produce their uh, peptides in large scale. So I've been working in that for two years. Uh, last year, I actually got promoted to a production training specialist. So I am now in charge of all our new hires as they come in, kind of helping them uh, determine what they should be training. And at that time, when I got the role, we didn't really have a training training um, program so I with the help with some help uh, with Miguel and um, my team leads I was able to organize it and kind of create some kind of structure for our company and our new hires
0: so yeah you guys are both professionals right so this yes. is the part like we're gonna pick back up and kind of have y'all talk about a couple things together so and one thing that I want to kind of investigate and kind of talk about is the management of a dual career, right? So you graduated, you have, you know, you have your degree. You're working through a, a company. Uh, you're 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 progressing. you're, both of y'all progressing through your careers. Can y'all talk a little bit? And I'll let y'all, you know, however you guys want to do it. Uh, whoever wants to go first, talk about what has that been like to to be now graduated and trying to manage uh, getting going with a new career and still be together
1: so I, i'm gonna take a little step back to uh a couple of years ago when, when natalie first graduated and got her first job okay. um the only reason being is so at the time we were living really far away from each other so she had gotten a job in south orange county and i had gotten a job in basically west la and um at the time she she started living with a couple of roommates um out in the city, close to where where she where she worked, and uh, I went back home uh, and lived with my parents because money. That was that was a pretty tough time. Um, this so this was a little bit before we were married, um, but that was a pretty tough time because just going to try to see each other. Uh, we basically had to wait till the weekends. Um, I luckily had Fridays off where I could drive down like during the day on a Friday, but trying to get there like in the afternoon, it was a a three-hour endeavor
0: okay i was just about to ask how much distance it's a three hours because of traffic and whatnot yeah
1: Yeah, so so it was really it was 60 miles but for those folks who are listening that aren't from southern california 60 miles can easily be three hours if you're on the 405 freeway
0: that's like 45
1: minutes (laughs) (laughs) exactly what i'm saying
0: no way man i just moved to houston and this place is terrible Anyways, everything everything on the map tells you, oh, it's 20 minutes away, and then you get out there, and it's like at least an hour. So, anyway. Yeah.
1: But but anyway, so, so afterwards, we decided, you know what? Like So, once, once we got married, um, we got an apartment somewhere close to the midpoint between our two companies. And we, so, we were doing that for a while. So, we were living in Huntington Beach. I was driving out to El Segundo. She was driving down to Laguna Hills. In order to make my commute feasible, I joined a vanpool with, with our company. But even then, it took us an hour to get in in the morning and an hour and a half to two hours to get back home in the afternoon. Natalie was also driving uh, what, about 45 minutes in the morning to yeah. an hour.
2: I was 45 mo- uh, minutes in the morning, and it was about an hour 15 to an hour 20 in the afternoon. But... At that point, the location that we were at, that I was driving to, was not the actual location, the midpoint, since my company had actually moved from Laguna Hills to San Clemente. Which is even further,
1: at the southern point of Orange County. Yes.
2: Wow. Um, So that would have added an additional 30 minutes since it was off the freeway. And that became very hard.
1: So... The reason I kind of want to scoop back is that you know we we were both in in pretty good careers mm-hmm. where we could see ourselves growing the company where where Natalie was at was growing, mm-hmm. and and she liked working there, but with the commutes the way they were and and you know life not getting any any longer,
2: yeah,
1: um, it was hard to justify us being on the road for three hours. A day to to work where we work. Yeah, so I
2: actually didn't take it very well. There came a point where I couldn't understand, and even my parents, when I talked to them, and especially at that point in my life, like I, everybody told me, "It's like you have a good job. It's research. Very few uh, undergraduates get to be in that type of field." And I had very good mentors. The company, as Miguel said, it was growing, so it had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. But at that point, Miguel and I had chosen to be together and I didn't feel that we were really enjoying what life was supposed to be. We were, we got to the point where I felt that I was just living to work. I was getting up and driving to work, coming back super late and basically didn't even have time to really, or energy to even walk the dog at that point. And I, it started really impacting my mental health for sure.
0: Yeah, because you're and, so, so. If I my math is not that great yeah. anymore, but I mean that was like at least two and a half hours in of commute. Yes. Yeah, Between yeah. the morning, and then on top of that, uh, an eight to ten hour day. Yeah, that's uh, that could be bad.
2: Yeah, so at that point, that's when I like. Well, we agreed after I discussed it with him how I was just not happy. And not happy. I was yeah. like, I have every reason to be happy. And it made me feel ungrateful having such a good opportunity with a good paying job. And like I had everything that I had wanted, except the commute had made me very just tired and not happy. So at that point, we discussed it. And without actually looking for another job, because that being in that situation made me very doubtful of my abilities, of what I wanted to do next, that's when I. Decided to quit and move closer, uh, move to LA that way. So we knew for sure that we were going to stay um, in LA since Miguel had a very good opportunity with Chevron and he loved it, and I could see that. So I knew that it was if it was going to change, it would have to be on my end.
0: Okay,
1: but but I mean that that, that was also with with some compromise of yeah. of understanding. Like you know, I I was in a very solid position. I I, I love. I love my job. I I love what I do every day. And and I think Natalie didn't necessarily feel that all the time for her job. Yeah.
2: I had very good opportunities with good people. So I was really scared to give that up because I've heard like horror stories of bad bosses. And I was opposite of that. I had very good bosses and they were very um, caring for my career and very good to me. But I wasn't at a point where I was very enthusiastic I um, bought the job, so at that point, um, I took about a four. It was like four, or five months more, eight. Oh, yes, it was eight months. A okay. <laughs> gap until I got. Um, I actually started pursuing. So, I during that gap, I actually started trying to do other stuff. So, I did start to dig more in photography, got a little bit more involved with that, and then I. Wanted to try becoming a librarian that specialized in artifacts. That way I could still use my chemistry degree. Um, And from there, just kind of tried to figure it out. And Miguel was very supportive. So if I said, I want to be a librarian. He was there researching with me grad programs for it. And I said, I want to do photography. He was out there with me. um, And any place I wanted to go to try to uh, improve my photography, he was there for me. and there came a turning point where I realized I still loved chemistry. I did really enjoy that part. And I knew that I needed to give it another chance before I completely gave up on it. Yeah. And it was the month of August. I, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to try and do everything that I've always wanted to do. So I joined a Japanese class and it was going to start like at the end of the month. I started jiu-jitsu. And once I started kind of putting myself out there and signing up and doing the things that I said, including applying to jobs, within one week, I had three interviews. And by the end of the week, uh, the Friday interview was my current job. And that same day, they gave me the job. And I started that Monday.
0: Okay.
1: So, she just needed to start trying. Yeah. yeah.
0: But well, no, there was, was there was some discovery there, though, right? There was some yeah. things no, I no, had to... No, no, there was a lot. Yeah, that that yeah. was mostly meant as a joke. No, no, listeners. no. no. I- <laughs> Um, yeah, there, no, I get. guys and the call's then. over cuz Miguel's in trouble. No. <laughs> but <laughs> No, but I I like what you and first of all it's important and I appreciate you sharing that where you said, "Look, it felt like I I had, I had everything that I was going for. I had yeah. a good thing going, but I was I wasn't fulfilled. You weren't happy." Right. And I don't yes. think it, and 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 I get it does not sound to me like it was like, oh, I had one single bad day and I'm out. Like there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of introspective yeah. thinking and there was a lot of decision making like and you it's subtle. But you said you and Miguel talked it out and you talked about, are you happy? Am I happy? And and you, you said, hey, we decided to like be together. Like uh, I know we talked about it in a matter of minutes, but this to me feels yeah. like it was weeks in, or, you know, of conversation. Yeah. Right. And very very deep thought out discussions, correct?
1: Well, to put to put in perspective, I think I think these conversations and these feelings went on for about five or six months before yeah. we we finally pulled the trigger.
2: And it still took me about three more months to actually quit, just because even though the decision was made, the actual action of it yeah. was intimidating.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, as soon as we as soon as, as soon as we decided, like, hey, you know, we're going to quit, um, we made what I think is one of the best decisions we've ever made. And we actually moved right down the street from where I work to where I can walk to work. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we, we, I mean, it, it, was, it was a pretty expensive area. But knowing that, you know, we're only going to be living in a situation for a short amount of time. Yeah. Why not always do it now?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then look, let let's I, I I so now again both of you guys are working and at this point you guys have made so many decisions, right? Uh to to yeah. together. Uh you guys got married. How long ago did you guys get married? Uh 3 years and 2 months. Yeah. 3 years and 2 months. So mm-hmm. now you guys both have these careers, right? Like Natalie and you, and you and you're working and Miguel, you continue to progress and Natalie you're get you, you've gotten back in, right? And yes. and so now I kind of want to hear from y'all. Like, how do you guys manage this uh, the 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 dual career? Right. So there's there's advancement. There's there's uh, opportunities that come up. How do you guys manage those when they come up?
1: So I, I think one of the things that I'm I'm very grateful for is uh I think if I wasn't married and, and this actually happened to me when I when Natalie was still in school and uh, I didn't have to go. Home as soon. I'd work a lot. I would work a ton. I wouldn't really have the work-life balance that uh, I really push my direct reports to all have. Um, I, I think a lot of it would just be, you know, I, I've got I've got nothing else to do, so I'm gonna i to go work. Yeah. Um, but I think what Natalie has really, really taught me and what she really strives, like you know, there is there's a balance that you need to have between how much you work, what you do outside, having hobbies, having different things to, to to really occupy your time. Life isn't about work, so don't make it about work. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. as far as like, uh, have you guys had to deal with uh, making a, 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 or picking a priority one, one I don't know, one job or one uh, opportunity over another? What's um, What, what, what so, are your thoughts on that?
2: That is a discussion that we've had, for sure. Um, we know that Miguel's job was more stable. So when I was actually looking for the job, I knew I had to search between a certain radius. So that kind of limited me. Since I knew that I didn't want to have to commute, but Miguel was had really enjoyed his job. So I knew that I had to find a job within a specific like area. And the amount of companies, especially in a LA, lay-in chemistry, is very limited. So it took time and um, jumped like, jump in, into the first opportunity I saw. And I got lucky to be in the position I am today with my job. And I'm also lucky to be in a job that's very um, open to new ideas. So there has been a lot of changes within my company. As I mentioned earlier, I'm now, um, I am now—I started as a production chemist one, and now I'm a production training specialist. So I've created my own area of expertise, my own curriculum, and that's given me more opportunities. But at the same time, Miguel and I had discussions, since his job um, might require some travel in the future, what that might mean for us. And uh, we've discussed it, certain opportunities have come up um, and just debating, uh, kind of understanding uh, what we want and how it involves our career goals. It is a discussion that we've had to add and it just depends on where we see ourselves. So keeping that uh, traditional question of like, where do we see ourselves in five years is something that we still have to discuss and kind of be open. And if there's any changes to our mindset, like, you know what, I see myself going this direction my company if this happens what would we do
0: yeah so look earlier very early in the conversation right natalie you had Mm -hmm. talked about one of the things that you know made it successful was around like not thinking that your your priorities were 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 better right or ones were more important than the other and then miguel like it sounded like when natalie was you know trying to figure out which way was up right and and you were hey you were getting Going with the career, and and she was trying to figure out which way she wanted to go. Uh, and, and Natalie, you said, "Hey, he was there, right? He was there, and he was yeah. he was supportive." Like Miguel, from from your perspective, I'd like to hear uh, maybe maybe share about what was your mentality at that time. I mean, as far as what your role was uh, in, in making sure that this worked out.
1: So I I, I think. Going from a, uh, a dual career to a single career for the, for that short short time frame, um, I I really went into it with the mindset of, you know, maybe coming out of this, Nat isn't gonna she she may she may not find a job that she likes, or she may want to volunteer for something, or she may want to go back to school. So I, I saw it as we're not sure if it's going to be a long term thing, um, but. If it is, then you know just, you, we, that's just something we have to plan for. You know, um, first and foremost, I wanted Natalie to, to find something that was fulfilling for her, that could be happy, that she could be happy in, um, because, and this this goes for anybody. If you're not happy doing what you do, forty plus hours a week, it's not going to lead to a very happy lifestyle for you. Yeah. Right. So. First and foremost, I wanted I wanted to make sure that Natalie felt comfortable and happy with whatever she chose to do. So I, I was very very I feel open and pretty supportive on trying to identify what those different career paths looked like. Once she once she mentioned that she wanted to try something different or new, you know, I'd, I'd be there helping her do research on on what what that looked like. Um, and I, I think that. You know, life changes. We make different decisions every every day, and and these conversations aren't they're all, they're not over. Yeah, like no. We, we we can go a totally different direction tomorrow. Um, and I think and, it, it's, and you know, we'll 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 work through it. We'll compromise. We'll discuss it. We'll communicate. And we'll we'll be fine, right?
0: But I think it's subtle, right? And that's one, one thing that that you, that is kind of underlined in what in what both of you have shared. Was that never at at any point did you, for example, I'm going to just say you, Miguel, like you never let your ego and your advancement and the fact that you, you know, were more secure in your job, trump any of the priorities or things that Natalie was trying to figure out. Right. Like it was it sounds it was equally as it, as much as it was important for you to work on that project or get that report done or get ready for that presentation it was equally as important to spend the time doing research on you know improving photography or what does it take to be a librarian right like they had an equal footing on how you made decisions as a partner in in the entire relationship right and i think yeah and and i think that's key because i see it and i'm sharing like i see it myself uh and Miguel, you've probably seen it. Like you meet people at work, and probably you too, Natalie. You meet folks that yeah. are married, you know, that are married, and, and sometimes these things end up in divorce, right? And you start yeah. hearing about what went wrong, and somewhere, especially in situations where like maybe one career is so obviously the more secure one, or or there's a there's a a stay at home dad or a stay at home mom where th- certain things don't work out because there some people somewhere in there, folks have let their egos get in the way. And say my job or what my contributions are more important than yours. And that's what I think is when it gets uh, when it gets messy.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. No, I I 100% agree with that because, you know, come tomorrow, we we don't know. I may want to, you know, do something totally different and decide to quit my job. And as long as we're financially secure and we can continue, you know, paying for our living expenses, I I don't see that as an issue.
0: Mm -hmm. So look, guys,
1: we're I will say a lot of it also comes down to. I mean, we're we're both nerds. <laughs> we plan a lot. I have spreadsheets outlining my life. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's a lot of calculation and understanding that if these things were to happen to us, I'm not worried, about it. I'm not scared because we have our bases covered. Gotcha.
2: And at that point, I think that's where I come in. Where I'm a little bit more spontaneous, and I'm more of uh, I know that we'll be okay as long as we're together, we have family, we will be able to figure it out regardless of the situation.
1: <laughs> so so you, you you put those two cautious um, lifestyles together, really stemming from different uh, places. Hey, you, you're going you're, you're gonna to be all right.
0: You're going <laughs> to be, be okay. So look, guys, yeah. we've been talking for about an hour and I want to be respectful of your time, my time. But uh, before I go, or before we go, uh, I want to hear from y'all. any, any advice, and, and let's stick with the theme. It's a little cheesy, but let's mm-hmm. stick with the theme uh, with any relationship advice for those that are either managing relationships in college or as, as young professionals. And I'll just let, uh, I'd like to hear from both of y'all.: uh,
2: My biggest advice is that, um, regardless if you're dating or married, it's like to remember that being together is a choice. And all the choices that you make regarding your career and education, um, when it comes down to it, it's also choosing to be with each other. So, like, communicating about all the other choices, that way you can still be together, is very important. Like, if I decided... um, And it's something... I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So, if it came down to it and I wanted got a job opportunity in a different country it's and it's something that i've always wanted to do and if it was an opportunity that would help me grow it's like being open and having the other person understand um where i'm coming from it's very meaningful but at the same time i will always want to make sure that miguel feels the same way because i'm choosing to be with him today like I married him and I want to make our life go together. So we all have all these all these different dreams that we thought of like before and after getting married. And one is not more important, but just understanding that we don't know where life is going to take us. But I'm choosing to be with him because I love him. And this life with him is very fun and fulfilling in the end. And that's the most important thing to me.
0: All right. Challenge. Challenge, Miguel. Your turn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was, that was fantastic. Uh, can, don't, can I just don't, say ditto? <laughs> don't mess, don't, don't
0: mess <laughs> up, Miguel. No, go ahead.
1: Um, I think that the biggest thing uh, that I've learned is it, it's about communication. It's about being open about what actually makes you happy. And it's it's about prioritization, and, and I mean I think it's it's, it's pretty stemmed in the, in the same point that, that Natalie was making, but prioritizing what's most important to you, right? So wh- whether that that be your relationship with your wife, like it is for me, um, where you prioritize school, where you prioritize you know, savings, finances, and in 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 all of that, you can you can get very very stuck in a very Kind of um, limited life if you're trying to be too stable. I think the one thing that I'm, I appreciate the most about that Natalie has taught me is that it's 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 okay to have fun. Mm-hmm. It's okay to 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 spend a little money and, and it's okay to to really go out there and, and use use your your resources to have a great time with with the person that you love. Um, not everything's always going to be perfect. There's not always going to be time for everything, so. Really, if if you really choose to be with another person, you have to make the time. You have to make the commitment, and you you have to you make that choice, right? Um, yeah, that's.
0: Well, look, guys, both of y'all. I again, thank you for making yourself available. I was I was glad, Natalie, that we were able to get you in here and do this uh, you do this together because uh, you you said way better stuff than Miguel ever would. So, <laughs> no, so. this is
1: correct and. of our, yeah.
0: (laughs) I knew you were the mastermind. Look, Alyssa knows that she's the mastermind of this household and everybody knows it too. So (laughs) that's okay. But no, seriously, thank you guys for making yourself available and for, and for having this chat today.
2: No, thank you for having us. It was a great time.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Maddie.